0: A home. You are listening to the Central New York Real Estate Podcast, dispelling the misconceptions and myths about buying and selling a home with your host and favorite agent, Bob McTagg. Thanks for joining me on episode number six of this podcast the truths about buying and selling a home, the myths, the misconceptions about buying and selling a home in Central New York. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the five-step process when buying a home. And again, if you're working with a licensed realtor, this is not a solicitation to earn your business. And I am a licensed realtor in the state of New York And if you need any help, you can always call me at 315-882-6610. Okay, let's get right into this episode. And like I said, this is the five-step process that I take all my buyer clients through when they're purchasing a home. And over the past 11 years, I've helped over 1,000 people buy a home. And I've learned that most people do not buy a home based on condition or price rather they purchase a home based on location floor plan and the exterior or the land the property is situated on now of course you have to purchase a home that is within your price range and one that is not a money pit we'll say however most times the condition of the home can be corrected and the price can be negotiated but the location The floor plan and the exterior or backyard land are usually factors that cannot be changed so easily. So, I came up with this five-step process to help my buyer clients. And if you're a buyer listening to this, hopefully this will help you and hopefully this will navigate you through the home buying process. So, let's get right into the five-step process. The first step is focus on the area. That's what I always tell people. Focus on the area or the neighborhood. That's what I mean of the area, the neighborhood. When shopping for a home, the location, the neighborhood is extremely important. Always start with location. You know how you always say a location, location, location? Well, that is true. Location is extremely important. So I I ask my clients to answer these questions questions or in their head to think about these questions before they decide to make a decision on a home. And here's the questions: How many minutes or miles do you want to live from work, family, school? Now, i found that most people tend to want to live five to 10 minutes from work, school, family, or friends. That's kind of the range. Now, a lot of people I meet, I first meet say it doesn't matter. Well, I know it does matter. And a lot of people tell me, Bob, 30 minutes is okay. Well, in upstate New York in the winter months with snow and those types of things, 30 minutes is pretty far in our area. And so most people want to be five to ten minutes from work, school, family, or friends. So ask yourself that question. The next question to kind of think about is is the neighborhood what I am looking for? Do you like this neighborhood? Is it something that you feel we'll say proud of? You know, would you feel proud to live in that neighborhood? And that's a thing you gotta you gotta answer and ask yourself is, you know, do I feel good driving in this neighborhood? Is it a neighborhood that kind of, I feel good about. And that's something you got to ask yourself that I feel. And the next question is, speaking of the neighborhood, is do the neighbors appear to upkeep, upkeep their home? Are your neighbors, if you're in a neighborhood, we'll say, are they keeping their home in good condition? Because that can affect the value of your home and that can drive you crazy if you're one to keep your home and your landscaping, you know, nicely trimmed your trees and your bushes, and all of a sudden you have a neighbor who's just out of control, you know, with his lawn growing 12 inches high and and all that stuff. So that's something you want to think about when you look at that house. The other thing is, is the neighborhood or area popular to live in? Is there a lot of people moving in and out of the area for good reasons? So is it a popular area? And that's something you got to, Maybe even ask, most buyers ask me, is it popular, Bob? Is there a lot of sales? Which brings me into the next question. Is there a lot of turnover? Is there a lot of good sales? And what I mean by good sales is just normal turnover. On the opposite side of that, is the neighborhood infested with short sales, bank-owned homes that could affect your market value? So that's what you really got to start at. Is the neighborhood a place that I want to live based on these different factors? And there could be more questions, but that's the main questions I tell my clients or I ask my clients and they usually answer me and that keeps them on track. Now, once you determine that the neighborhood or area is right for you, then you focus on the floor plan. So when I say floor plan, focus on the floor plan, that means the size of the bedrooms, the function of the living space. How are you gonna use the space? So let's talk about some questions that you might wanna ask yourself and questions that I always pose to my clients. Number one is, is there enough space or square footage in this house for your lifestyle? So you have to ask yourself, does it meet my lifestyle? You know, if I entertain in the kitchen a lot, is the kitchen large, right? Do I like a kitchen that opens up to the family room so if I have children or guests, I can see what's going on? Is the bedrooms enough enough size? I get a lot of people when they're looking at houses, they're always taking a tape measure because they're asking what fit my king bed and what fit the dresser. And so that's something that's real important because no one wants to, we'll say upsize but downsize and have to throw out their clothes and things like that and furniture. So you want to make sure the bedrooms are big enough for your furniture and the way that you live. And is the overall floor plan what you're looking for? You know, like I said, is it conducive of your lifestyle? That's something that's so important. And then you ask yourself about the bathrooms. Are the bathrooms what I'm looking for? Do they have the right setup. you know. Some people like a, a shower stall. Some people like a tub. So there's a lot of different things. So are the bathrooms what I'm looking for where I don't have to put a lot of renovations in? And then can you entertain in the space? Like I said before, if you throw a lot of parties, do you see yourself entertaining in the space? I meet mean, a lot of buyers that say, I want a bigger home because I'm going to entertain. And a lot of times they never entertain, they have this vision of entertaining, but ask yourself what you do right now in your lifestyle. Like, what could this, does this home afford you? Like, if you're a big entertainer now, but your space is too small, would that help you? But if you want to throw these parties and have a lot of family over, is that something that you're really going to do? So kind of put yourself through that test, okay? Now, after you determine that the area and neighborhood, you know, those two things are good, And now the floor plan is what you're looking for. Then you can move on to what I call the exterior. And the exterior is more about the land, the yard. A lot of people come to me and say, Bob, I'm looking for a home with five acres. And they keep focusing on the five acres. And I ask them, I say, what what are you using the five acres or the one acre for? And then they tell me, well, I just want a big backyard. Now, that's okay. Now, the only thing about that is a lot of times the acreage that you want or the backyard you want should be a function of your lifestyle. So ask yourself some of these questions. Is the backyard private enough or does that not matter? Do you need a big backyard? Some people just envision a, having a big backyard, but there's really no use for it. Now, if you're planning on putting a pool in or tennis court, you know if you have a, a person in your family... Or you like to play tennis, that would be great. I had a one guy, he made a he had a lot of acreage, so he put a golf course. He made a mini golf course, if you can believe it. You know, that's important. Or you might want land for hunting, right? So you might want land for hunting. Or the land might have a pond on it where it's spring fed with with fish. And you might want to do fishing. So those things are important. That's a lifestyle thing. So ask yourself, Is it really important? You know, how close is it to the neighbors? Maybe you want privacy. And then you want to look at things like the driveway. Does the driveway fit enough vehicles in the driveway for me? You know, can I get easy access in and out? If it's on a main road, am I able to pull out? That's something people don't think about, you know. So you got to look at those things. And then the overall backyard, is it conducive? Do I have to put up a fence? Do I have to spend more money? Is there water in the backyard? Does it look like there's any potential problems, easements, you know, things like that, Um, those are things that you really need to look at after you determine the location and the floor plan and then the exterior. So, once you get all that and that pretty much checks off the boxes, it's a good home. You know, chances are you found the right house. If you Determine that it's in the right neighborhood, it has the right floor plan, it, the backyard's what you're looking for, the exterior is good. Then, pretty much, that's the house. I, I will tell you that. Now, you got to go one step further here. Um, after you determined all that and you say, "Yeah, that's great. That this house meets, checks off all those boxes," focus on the condition. That's number four. So, step number four is focus on the condition and you want to ask yourself these questions how is the basement if there is a basement is there any structural issues is there any water issues now in central new york in some areas we do have basements that have we'll say water problems you know and so you want to look at that is that is that going to be something that affects the value if i was planning on finishing off my basement is that going to be a problem where the basement has water or structural issues you know if you're looking at an old home built in the 1800s or 1900s that could definitely be a problem with the basement and some homes don't have a basement maybe you need a basement for storage right now that's not really condition but that's goes back to floor plan so you know kind of we're crossing segments here. But what I would say is you got to think about the basement. You got to think about that. then you got to say, how old is the roof? You know, is it beyond its useful life or is it in good shape? Now, roofs typically, we're going to get into this on another episode about home inspections and things like that. But roofs are typically 30 year, 25, 30 year a roof, typical life of a roof, depending. Um, There's different types of roofs, but 30 year architectural shingles, you know. Um, But there's also metal roofs and things like that, so we'll get into that on another episode. And the real goal is, is there enough life left on the roof or do I have to replace it right away? That's going to affect its value and going to cost immediate, you know, funds to to replace a roof. Then you want to talk about the furnace, you know, how old is the furnace? If it has a furnace or a boiler system and the AC unit, the hot water heater. Do any of these need immediate replacement? That's what you got to figure out. And then another big one is is there any mold is there a mold problem in the basement or the attic and then electrical this comes up a lot is it is there any electrical work needed that would deem the home unsafe you know is there a safety hazard so that's something you got to look at now remember the condition of a home can be changed unless there's major structural issues that cannot be corrected And no home is perfect, I always tell my buyers this, pick your battles uh, with each home based on the price range. You know, not every home is going to be perfect, especially based on the price range. So after you determine the area is good, the neighborhood, the floor plan, the exterior, and the condition is good or acceptable or can be changed with a relatively low investment cost, then you move on to the price. Now remember here, you already picked your price range you already said that your pre-approval, you can afford a home, let's say, up to 150000 right? So you're not going to be looking at homes of one seventy-five, 200000 in this type of market. As we determined on the previous podcast on the last episode, I should say, the state of the market is it is a seller's market. So if you're a buyer, and most times you, it's tough to get off the price, you know, even 10% might be tough depending. You want to focus on the price based on your price range. So let's say you're looking at $150,000. Is this the best house you have seen? Ask yourself this question when you get to price. Is this the best home that you have seen in this price range? Because there is low inventory, but is this the best home? And you're going to answer that question and it's going to tell you something. If it is, then it's a good house based on if everything else checked out it's a good house and does it meet most of your needs and wants compared to the other homes in this price range so you're doing your comparison to what else you looked at right it's so important that you do this because no home you know even if it's a million dollar home is going to be perfect no home is going to be perfect it might not meet exactly what you want so you have to go through this process and say does it meet 90% of what I want? And the next thing is, based on price, can you truly afford this home? You know, going back to the first episode in this podcast, can you truly afford this home? Is it outside your comfort zone? Is the price outside your comfort zone? Are you trying to stretch it? You know, that's, that's really important. I'm going to tell you that just because you love a house doesn't mean you always can afford it. So you got to really, really, really go through that. And then another question is, can the house afford or absorb the updates needed? Meaning, will your investment be protected? And we talked about this in the last episode about the state of the market. When you buy a house, let's say it's 150000 and you decide to put 50000 in, and now your investment is 200000 but the neighborhood doesn't afford or it can't absorb those updates of a new kitchen it might not be wise to do that unless you're going to stay in the home you know 10 15 20 years but it might not be wise so you have to understand based on price and condition can the home afford those updates if the home needs some repairs but you get it for the right price do you still feel good about your decision think about that question you know if it needs repairs but you get it for the right price to afford or absorb those repairs, do you feel good about that? And that's really a question that's that I talk to my buyers about is like, okay, if this house is 150 and we know you want to put 50,000 in and for some reason you were able to get it for 120 and would you buy this home? Would you feel good about it because now your investment's a little more protected, right? Or if it only needs 20000 in work and you get it for 20000 less, put that money in and now it's worth 150000 do you feel good about that? So those are the questions to ask yourself. When you're working with an agent, myself or someone else, there's going to be more involved in this process and every agent's going to do it differently. But I like to keep my clients on track and ask them this, to keep them their mind on track, right? And, and so, and, and because the problem is a lot of people that look at houses with me might start at the very very end, like, what's the price? What does the price matter if you don't like the house? You know, you've got to like the floor plan. you got to like the neighborhood, you know, or what about this condition? And I ask people, do you like the house? They're like, no. I'm like, then what does it matter, right? So if you start with this process, it will keep you on track. And if you don't get through the steps, move on to the next home, it's okay. So that's that's kind of the, the point of this is it's a system, a five-step process to keep you as a home buyer on track because there's a lot of emotions in buying a house. And sometimes you sway and you you don't stay true to what you really want or what you really can afford or what you really need in a home. So I hope this helps. Uh, it is a shorter episode than usual, but hey, short's good. Now remember, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. And if you ever want to reach me for advice or if you need help buying a home or selling a home, you can always reach me at 315-882-6610. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Central New York Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to visit us online at com.